this is going to be the one word that you share with the normies in your life. Maybe they're, they're having trouble understanding you. They don't quite get you. And maybe it would help if you had an ADHD big brother paint a picture on what's going on inside your skull spaghetti. So, all right, normies, pull up a chair. Let's have a chat-ski-poo. You are listening to ADHD Big Brother, the podcast for adults struggling with their ADHD and comorbid depression symptoms. I'm your host, Russ Jones, author of Descending to the Top, believer that you can actually have a smile in your life despite this diagnosis. So let's make some sense out of this struggle. Let's learn some stuff. Let's laugh at some stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, here's some stuff. Thanks for joining the show, Graham. Welcome all normies and ADHDers alike. (laughs) All are welcome here. How do you do? Uh, I've received numerous emails from normies who listen to this podcast in hopes to better understand the person in their life that has or maybe probably has ADHD. So I thought maybe I'll help the normies today and maybe help the ADHDer too. I I can help the ADHDer who might have trouble putting into words uh, what they're going through or maybe understanding it. And maybe you guys can share this with the person in your life who loves you, but is just like, what the hell's going on with you? I could cover your body in post-it notes, and you'd still forget to take out the trash. What's wrong with you? I can help. Let's start off by talking about what we can see, what we're looking at when we see the ADHD person in our lives. Like We might see them out in the garage, and they're tirelessly working on some DIY project, and we're in awe of that, of how committed they are. Like, they really know how to get things done. They're so ambitious. Oh, I love that quality. They're crushing that DIY project. And then one day they just stop. And you're just sort of left wondering, uh, okay, well, what happened there? Are you going to get get back in the garage and and finish? I mean, you left your shit everywhere. Are you going to at least clean that up? Are you going to get back to it? How about an update, please? Spoiler alert, they're not going to get back to it. The juice that fed the project, that's gone. And the ADHD person is just as befuddled as you are. Like, oh yeah, oh my God, yeah, I gotta get, I gotta get back to that. That's, uh, I, but I, I I just can't right now. Um, so I'll just do it later. Um, you know, and they think, well, whenever the supposed juice comes back, but it never does. This is supremely common in the ADHD world. And this is not going to be a podcast episode where I ask the non ADHD people to, Hey, pick up the slack, do everything, lift all the responsibility away from the ADHD person in their life. I don't believe in that because, Hey, this is who we are. You have to accept us. No, 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 that's not me. I'm more in the camp of, Hey, let's really understand each other and embrace our differences and that we are different and then find solutions that will work for the individual. Whether the dynamic is the parent-child or spouse or sibling, let's just understand each other a little better. And then, you know, we can all decide what to do with that. All right, let's talk about science. We have to throw some science in here. Let's do it. Science-wise, they've observed that the levels of dopamine are different in people with ADHD. Dopamine is the neurotransmitter. It's responsible, among other things, for allowing us to regulate emotional responses as well as take action towards things that offer a reward. Um, So it would seem that we need a chemical thing to do a thing. I'm motivated to play guitar because I'm rewarded by this beautiful sound. Or I'm motivated to run out of the burning building because I'm rewarded by not catching on fire. When someone says to you, just do it, do the thing. I know it sucks, but just suck it up. Just do it. A normie has uh, the chemicals 
needed to just do. They have the baseline dopamine stores or whatever that is to do the thing even though they don't like it. The ADHD person in this case does not. The dopamine levels are too low perhaps to produce motivation towards the thing. The dots don't connect and getting started can be extremely difficult. And some, you know, you could refer to this as task paralysis, the, uh, this inability to get started. They're missing the thing needed to get started on the thing. They're missing the metaphorical fingers to play the piano. They're missing the metaphorical eyeballs to read the book or the metaphorical nose to uh, play the nose whistle. But you've seen them just do things, which is confounding, isn't it? This is a common normie lament. It's you've seen them clean and reorganize their entire office space. It looks so badass and cool. If they can do that... Why can't they clean the fucking garage? It's almost identical in terms of the actual job. It's cleaning and organizing. So why? Well, perhaps the office was an impulse. It was a strong desire or an urgent need or something that felt really exciting in the moment. All of that equals chemicals needed to start and keep going. The garage maybe has no excitement, doesn't seem fun. It's not urgent. All that equals no chemicals. And guys, I don't know how the chemicals build up or spit out. They say that you can increase dopamine by getting good sleep, exercise, eating good food, meditation. It's a real freaking catch-22. So in order to get the chemical thing to do this thing, like exercising for my health, I need to do the thing that I'm struggling to do. All right, science. Okay, you got me. You got us good there, science. You really got us. I do really love in learning the science because they do the research that tells us what they think is going on there. And I use that simply for the interestingness of it. Uh, it's very helpful to know that there is something unique going on in our brain. And it's helpful to know that they've done research and measured dopamine levels in normies and ADHD here and that there's a correlation. But the science doesn't translate then to... Oh, now that I know a thing, I can just excuse myself from doing things because I clearly can't. Now, it, it means that now we have a challenge that we can look at and we can create our own unique ways of, quote unquote, just doing it. Now, how do we do that? So I'm not out there thinking, how do I get dopamine? I'm out there thinking, I can't for the life of me get started on this thing. What is it going to take for me to get started on this? And, and now that I know I have ADHD, I can implement very specific strategies in order to do that. Now you break your right leg. You're walking down. <laughs> That's a good non sequitur, right? We go from talking to, hey, now you broke your fucking legs, okay? Picture your legs the broken. All right, you're walking down the street. You step in a pothole. You broke your leg. They put you in a cast. They give you crutches. You now have a very unique way of walking. A person with a broken right leg cannot walk the way that a normal person would walk. They need tools, cast and crutches. They can get from point A to point B, but it will be different than the regular walkers. This is similar to the person with ADHD. So in our case, we need some kind of specific hack or trick, medicinal support in order to start on things that don't have the following, that don't have novelty to them, excitement to them, or urgency to them. Things which by nature create the chemicals needed to do the thing. And as an adhd who I've had multiple conversations with normies. And how this conversation tends to fall flat for the normies is when, when we tell them things like, we have to be excited or it has to be fun for us to get going on it. Justifiably, they'll come back with, well, I mean, wouldn't we all? I would love to love everything about my job or my life. I would love everything to be exciting and fun, Russell, but that's not 
That's not life. That's not real. We still have jobs to do and chores and responsibilities and life is not always going to be fun. So if I have to suck it up, you should have to suck it up too. And I fully empathize with that. That makes absolute sense to me. You're absolutely right. So we both want the same outcome to just do it, but we can't suck upwardly. People with ADHD don't suck up. We can't suck, (laughs) we can't suck things up. We don't have upward suckability. It's not a chemical possibility. And those chemicals are real, but we don't see them. And if we can't see stuff, God, it's hard to believe it, I think. We we prefer to choose observational data. Why wouldn't a normie say, hey, man, I've if you can do A, then you should be able to, to do B. So if you're choosing not to do B, then that really just looks like you're lazy. And now if we're undiagnosed ADHD, why wouldn't we adopt that same perspective and be like, holy shit, I'm... I, I, I've done A, I know that, and I can't do B. Uh, am I lazy? I don't feel like I'm a lazy person, but if I'm not doing that, then I must be lazy. Oh my God, I'm a freaking loser. And we haven't even touched upon the emotional part of all this. Have you ever noticed that uh, the ADHD person in your life can get bent out of shape over stuff? They can go from zero to hot in an instant. We tend to have a hard time regulating our emotions, which is a dopamine thing as well. So any sort of perceived rejection can cause us to get either really depressed or really angry. When we're excited about something, maybe we get way too excited. So let me empathize a little bit more here with you normies. And for the ADHD here, let's take a moment and recognize that while this brain of ours is a struggle, our normies in our lives, they're struggling too. They're struggling to figure us out. We don't make any sense to them. What I think all this often means to the normies is, oh, great. I guess I have to do everything now because this person is unable to do it. And I guess I have to walk on eggshells around them because I don't want to set them off. And that's not what this is about at all. This is a getting to know you episode. This is for educational purposes only, not a therapist. But what I would suggest here is empathy on both sides and an ongoing dialogue with each other. And you could also listen to the episode, there's four or five episodes back, the one with Dr. Jill Corvelli on navigating a successful uh, neurodiverse partnership. If you want the roadmap to have a successful relationship with somebody with ADHD, that's that. check out that episode. Check out her website. She is the doctor. And I'll put the link in the show notes. So there you go. Those of us with ADHD, we need to do things in a unique way that works for us. And that way is going to be different than your typical normie way. So if the ways that are working for you are not working for them, it's not because they're not putting in the effort necessarily. It could very well be that it's just, it's not possible. And we can even, let's do this. Take goals, for example. Have you ever heard of setting goals? And... (laughs) Have you ever have you ever heard of a goal? That was so ridiculous. No, it's okay. So in in setting, have you ever heard of the process in setting goals where you uh, anchor yourself with a why, uh, the why of the goal, right? So knowing why you're setting the goal should help you move forward on it in those times when you just don't feel like it. I'm going to go get in shape because I want to have energy for my kids and I want to live a long, healthy life. I want to go on walks when I'm 75 and have energy for my grandkids. That makes absolute fantastic sense. It can create motivation in us. And then when you wake up at 6 a.m. to exercise and you don't want to, you remind yourself of the why. Oh, that pushes you forward. And normies have the ability to hang on to that information, internally act on it for the reward down the road in the future. 
because there's no reward on Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning is just going to be a slog at the gym, but there's a reward coming. This is a wonderful way to set up a goal and work towards achieving it for a normie. But this is what happens when I do it or when a person with ADHD does it. We do the homework. We get motivated by it. Oh man, I know my why. Oh, it feels good inside of my heart. I'm ready to go. Tomorrow's going to be good. But then it's just like our, our car keys. We, for, we forget. We forget the goal. We don't hang on to information. It's not possible. If it serves the moment, great. But the second we do anything, take a phone call, go on an errand, it's gone. The goal, out of sight, out of mind. The why. And you know, what good is a why if there's no goal attached to it? And so with the goal goes the why. The chaos of daily life takes over. But it's not like the goal is gone forever. It will pop up randomly at an inconvenient time when we can't actually act on it in the moment. And so we don't. We just think, oh, God, yeah, I got to get back to that. (sighs) And then we forget again. There are very clear normie responses to this that make absolute sense. And I'm going to walk you through just a couple of them right now and why they don't work. If you keep forgetting your goal, write it down. Okay, so we'll write it down. Then we're like, where did I, where did I put it? <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know what piece of paper I wrote it on and where it went. Okay. You lost it. Do this. Put it in a place where you're always going to see it. Okay. I'll put it on a post-it note on the fridge because I opened the fridge a couple of times a day. Done. But it fell off. It's not on the fridge anymore. So we don't even know it's missing until one day, maybe weeks later, we're sweeping the floor and we come across a post-it note and there's our goal right there. And Can I just tell you how fast we spiral into feeling like a really big idiot? All of these seemingly easy fixes, which tend to go sideways for us, those are all inside of this really easy thing, remember, of, hey, when you set a goal, know your why. That's going to help you when you are trying to work out and you don't feel like it. And we have turned it into complete, utter, complicated chaos. It just, it doesn't work for us. I think the biggest thing that I'd love for uh, for you normies to get out of this would be to understand that. Things that have obvious answers to them, we've already come up with those obvious answers. And they just, it's too complicated. It doesn't work for us. If we're starting any sentences with the word just, like you just have to find a home for your keys. You just have to wake up earlier. You just have to force yourself to exercise. Just do it. It's more complicated than that for us. And it becomes very depressing and we feel extremely stupid to argue that we can't do a really easy thing. The question then is, so what does it take? If you don't have the chemicals to do the thing, how do you do the thing? Chores, responsibilities, work. We still have to do the thing, but it's not the normie's responsibility to do the things. This is a very quick summary of how you do it. If you want the step-by-steps for the specific issues with ADHD, that's in the hour's worth of short videos in the ADHD Big Brother program. Go check it out on the website. But this is how we do the thing. This is our way. As a person with ADHD, we have to learn ADHD-specific strategies. We have to add structure into our lives, small bits at a time. All or nothing is a recipe for disaster. We will fail. We have to know exactly what we are working on. And if there's no motivation for it, we need the hacks of smallest possible timers, easiest point of entry, specificity, built-in breaks. If boring things are to be done, they need to be scheduled. They can't be ideas or, you know, hey, when you get around to it, we get around to nothing except randomly interesting things. And when that time arrives and the motivation is not there, that's when the hacks that I just mentioned, that's how you move forward on those things. The bright side of all this is there are ways for people with ADHD to do things that suck. 
there is a, an ADHD way to suck it up, but it's, <laughs> but it's an ADHD way. It's not a natural suck it up. It's a workaround suck it up, if you know what I mean. All right. I hope this has been helpful. I hope if you're a normie and you want more clarification, just feel free. Reach out. Send me an email. Contact me through the ADHDBigBrother.com website. And if you have ADHD, same deal. Reach out, guys. I'm here. I got to say, guys, I'm so I'm back in college. I'm taking my first psychology class right now. And this brain of ours, she is a fascinating pile of brain pudding. The stuff it does is unbelievably complicated. The fact that we are moving limbs, tasting food, creating art, all these neurons doing all kinds of stuff. I mean, let's all take a step back and marvel at how beautifully complicated we are. And let's try to be fucking cool with ourselves about some of this stuff that's a little more struggle-tastic than we'd like. And in the meantime, I'm just going to keep trying to build things that will help make it all easier for us because I think that would be cool. All righty, guys. Hey, if you like the podcast, please help grow it by sharing it. Don't forget to subscribe so that way you'll know when the new episodes come out. And if you want to support the show, there is a link on the website and it should be there in the show notes as well. I would greatly appreciate that. That's, you know, that's, it helps keep the lights on, you know, and I thank you. All right. And with that, I hope you guys have a fantastic week and I will talk to you later.